tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. If it's Monday, it is Maester class. If you have a question for a medieval scholar or a question about Martin's world of ice and fire, send those to book at baldmove.com. This week, I talk a little bit about the history of Christmas. This is irregular. Uh, yes, well, I suppose that life is irregular. This week, I'll do something that I've not done before, and that is read directly from a book that I wrote about 10 years ago. I won't try to hawk the book here, but if you are interested to know the title and the publisher and all that business, book at baldmove.com. I'm happy to talk more about it in personal correspondence. The subheading here is Christmas Time, 6th Century. Herein, I try to explain why all of our lives are upended around December 25th. Also, all of the Jesus talk aside, I think this example will show that the structures and the strictures of logic seem odd to us, but really seemed quite natural to them. In other words, the modern mind actually works differently than the ancient mind sometimes. All right, let's talk about Christmas. In the first six centuries of Christian expansion, Christianity was practiced somewhat differently from city to city, and importantly, from east to west. The date established for Jesus' birth is an example of this variety. By the end of the second century, May 20th, March 21st, and multiple dates in April were suggested for Jesus' birthday. I specify these dates using a modern calendar for clarity. Some eastern cities celebrated Jesus' birth on what we now consider to be January 6th. Concurrently, many other cities celebrated Jesus' birth on what we now consider December 25th. But it wasn't until the 6th century that December 25th became the standard date for most cities. While Jesus' birth date was an unknown to his first century followers, and disputed among later theologians, one assumption was very common. Every writer on this topic believed that Jesus' birth was a theological event. In other words, God got involved, and so the date probably wasn't random. Whatever date it was, it would have to be theologically significant. Using this premise, it became commonplace to believe that Jesus was crucified on the same date that he was divinely conceived. Surmising that Jesus was crucified on March 25th, John's Gospel associates Jesus' crucifixion with the Jewish Passover feast, some theologians guessed that Jesus was also conceived 
on March 25th. While the logic that connected theological dates might seem odd to modern folk, it would have seemed natural to ancient and medieval minds. The thought was that significant events were never random. God's plan of salvation had been carefully bound together, so patterns were to be expected. Because many Christians believe that Jesus was conceived on March 25th, they looked to December 25th as the logical birth date, as it is nine months after conception. Others believe that Jesus was both crucified and conceived on April 6th. Thus, January 6th, be nine months after April 6th, made better sense. In fact, some Christians within the Armenian church continue to celebrate Christmas on January 6th. The difference between December 25th and January 6th explains two things. First, why some churches eventually held feasts on both dates. Second, why there are 12 days of Christmas. It's the time between December 25th and January 6th. The logic used to determine these dates is certainly intriguing. In order for one to conclude that Jesus was born on December 25th, for example, one must make four assumptions. First, we must grant that God chooses significant dates to intervene in human history. That is a pretty big assumption. Second, we must grant that Jesus' conception and death took place on the same date. Third, we must grant that March 25th is in fact the date that Jesus was crucified, which is disputed among historians. Fourth, we must grant that Jesus' gestation period was exactly nine calendar months. Again, all of these assumptions lead us to a quite odd conclusion. From the modern historian's perspective, we must conclude that we haven't the first clue of Jesus' birth date. Rather, December 25th is a theological guess that was not widely commemorated until the 6th century. It wasn't until the year 1038 that the phrase Mass of Christ is first attested in Old English. This explains how the name Christmas evolved. Today, Christians accept the standard date of Christmas without much inquiry. All right, thus ends the reading. I will point out, however, that this long, convoluted historical evolution of Christmas time, December 25th, defies easy explanation. As we find with most history, the most complex and the most convoluted answer is usually the right answer. Or, in the parlance of Maester Samuel Tarley, I suppose that life is irregular. On a side note, it's become popular mythology that medieval Christians borrowed a date from pagan ritual to determine this date. It's just not true. While it is a simpler solution, the evidence suggests otherwise. All right, then, happy Christmas to those who celebrate. And maybe in some future Maester class, I'll explain to you why we consider this the year 2000 and such and such. Also a series of very odd decisions by medieval minds. Mm-hmm.